I'm Sean Delaney, and you're listening to What Got You There. What Got You There is a must-follow for entrepreneurs, creatives, high achievers, and change makers. Each week, I sit down with some of the world's most influential people and focus on the journey behind their success. We uncover the strategy, tactics, and routines that help them get there. Now it's your journey, so it's time to learn what's going to get you there. What got you there with Sean Delaney? Uh, what got you there with Sean Delaney? What got you there with Sean Delaney? Uh, what got you there? What got you, got you? On this episode of What Got You There, Sean is joined by me in a live quarantine edition interview where we talk about these uncertain times, things you can do to stay on track, helpful pointers and tricks to help keep motivated. Sean also gives a lot of book recommendations as well as business and entrepreneurial insight. You can check out this episode on the What Got You There YouTube page, and we hope you all enjoy and stay safe making change transpire. That's the mission behind the most amazing tasting protein bar brand taking the nutrition industry by storm. That brand, they're MCT Co. and they make the most delicious, keto-friendly, all-natural collagen protein bars. If you're obsessed with the quality of food going into your body like I am, then head out and pick up these amazing bars jammed with 10 grams of collagen protein. They only have two to three net carbs, no added sugar, and loaded with high-quality MCT oil for the healthy fats from coconuts. Whether you're busy running the kids around from activity to activity, a professional athlete, or just someone looking for a great-tasting convenience snack, do yourself a favor. Head to mctco.com and use code WGYT for 20% off your order. What's going on, everyone? So we're here for a special first-time edition. I am going to co-host this episode with my lovely wife, Kelsey, who we'll introduce here in a minute. So one of the big things I really wanted to do during this is there's so much uncertainty with everything that's happening with COVID-19 right now. And people, I think, they just want to hear what other people are feeling, what they're experiencing. Totally. So I'm just going to kind of give my perspective, my thoughts, ways I'm managing this, how I'm dealing with this, with obviously the added complexity of now everyone's stuck at home, how you're managing that, when you have loved ones who are now in your office workspace, all of those little things. <laughs> so my wife, Kelsey, welcome to What Got You There. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So she's going to basically be hosting this and then interviewing me. So this will be a much different perspective than many of you guys are used to, but we'll see how this one goes. Hopefully you guys get a few good takeaways here so let's do it yeah all right so obviously as you just said there's so many different things going on in the world right now mm -hmm. unprecedented times everyone's kind of scrambling no one really knows what's going on so what do you think of all of this what's going on in your head what are your takeaways uh well it's funny right so there's a million things going through everyone's head and then when you step back and you have to think for a second, oh my gosh, what happens if I get this? Or what happens if one of my loved ones get this? And we almost lose sight of that. So first and foremost, we hope everyone out there is safe, practicing social distancing, doing all of the little steps you can do right now to protect yourself, protect your loved ones, making sure we're not infecting others. So that's kind of the first and foremost Absolutely. thing. And when you, when you don't have your health, obviously that's gonna be a very difficult thing. So let's start there. We'll have that as a baseline making sure we're, we're starting from the same place. Uh, and then like you, I mean, we're, we're all normal, right? We're all human beings. So there are days when it seems like there's just more complexity to, to manage that I can't, my mind's going crazy. And then other days it's, it's more, whew, I'm just exhausted from all this. I can kind of relax, do some other things. So I think we're all managing it in different ways, but I've tried to set up a lot of 
practices to really help me get through this, help me manage it, keep my sanity, and then realize that this almost is the new normal. Yeah, so going back to that, how you said that there's so much uncertainty, so many times when you might feel anxious or you know, nervous about certain things, what do you do personally and maybe what do you recommend for people who have those moments of like overwhelm and just like, oh my gosh, what is going on? What am I doing? What do you, what would you say? The, the first thing I want to say is with all the uncertainty, the number one thing we can do is can control what we can control, right? Mm-hmm. So there's so much being thrown at us, so much no, new news, so many new things. Just step back. What can you focus on? What can you do? What can you control? And I found that when I'm able to do that, it helps me build momentum throughout my day. So pick those few things. They don't need to be huge things. They just need to be those couple things that you're going to be able to control. So one of those things that I do and I found just has tremendous benefits is sticking to a routine. So I tried not to change anything. My alarm clock still goes off the exact same time every single morning, same routine in the morning, uh, in the afternoon, and set up those work boundaries so that, okay, I'm operating as if everything is normal because this is the new normal. So make sure I really stick to that routine and that just makes me feel so much better throughout the rest of the day. Yeah, so I know in a lot of your episodes, one of your big questions is, what's your morning routine? What's your routine like? So I'm gonna turn it on you. What is your routine? Yeah, so it's funny. You and I have talked about this uh, at length at different times and my routine has shifted over the last year, over the last two years, five years, whatever that is. Uh, So the currently routine, uh, I can kind of go through that. So I love getting up really, really early and I'm a morning person. He is an early riser, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I get up at 4.30. Uh, I, I pretty much naturally at this point get up then. I do set an alarm now just to make sure uh, I stay on track with that. So once I feed the dogs, everything like that, uh, I have a ton of water when I get up. So uh, a crazy- Yes. He's like a fish. <laughs> yeah. No I, no, I drink a lot of water just because you get dehydrated throughout the night. Probably haven't had anything to drink in the last 12 hours. And that's a really good tip too for people who might feel like they're starting to get a little sick the more water you drink it just completely flushes your body so if you get into that habit like I don't know maybe you start now or maybe you I don't know just follow your recommendation it really really helps yeah no I mean I can go into some detail so I end up having uh, probably about 48 to 50 ounces of water right when I get up uh, within the first 20 minutes we'll call it Uh, and I actually do have I put some fresh squeezed lemon into there um, so that helps flush things out and then I do have some apple cider vinegar so that's kind of the start of the morning uh, I also do have, right now I'm really into cold brew coffee, so I have my at-home cold brew coffee, so I have that as well. And then I get into my office and I start reading. So there are a ton of different things, books, articles, blogs that, I, that I'm reading. And one thing I try to do, if it's not going to be a day where I'm preparing for an episode or a week, uh, I, I, I read about what I'm curious that week. And that changes. You know how many different topics, how many different things I'm into. Uh, we're, we're in one of the offices now and there's there's hundreds of books. Lots of books. Yeah, all different topics, biographies. So what, whatever it is that day, I try to think about it the night before, the day before. If there's an article, I pulled a scientific research paper. I know I want to read. That way I have a little bit of focus on, on what I'm going to be trying to do that morning. And I sit down and it's about two hours that I'll sit down and I read, no distractions, uh, I usually do have some music in, and I, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. I, I get my notifications from Spotify. I'm in the top 1% of all people in terms of total listening time to this guy. It's the guy who does the Game of Thrones soundtrack. Oh, yeah. And I just have that in with my headphones nice and low. I try to retain what I'm reading, though. So I'll take notes, highlights, uh, kind of digest those as much as possible because so many times we'll just, we think we want to read, 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 read. You always hear that. How many books can you read? And it's more about what are you going to retain from those books? Can I ask, what are you reading currently, especially now? Like, are you trying to take your mind off of everything that's going on or are you like 
I don't know, reading investing things. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, there's a lot of different things I'm reading. Uh, it kind of sticks to that. So there's certain days, like I was saying, where I'm just so, my mind's just, all right, it needs a break. So I'll, I'll dive into one of my biographies I love. Uh, recently dug into the Neil, I think it's Gabler, uh, Walt Disney biography. That was a very good one that was interesting. Uh, I, I read one on JP Morgan, the Thomas Jefferson one I've gone back to over and over again. And one of the things I found about that is all of these people have had to overcome extreme adversity. No matter any stage of their life, they they, they had that grit, that perseverance, they were able to get through that. And during times like this, that's helpful to know that, that people have to do that. Uh, I have read a ton of investing literature right now. So both in terms of tried and true books um, like Benjamin Graham's The Intelligent Investor. Um, Jason Zweig is a, a great Wall Street Journal writer. I love his writing. Michael Mobison, uh, for those of you that follow me on Twitter, know how much I love Michael Mobison's writer, former lacrosse player there. There you go, Mike. Uh, he's got some awesome stuff out there. Santa Fe Institute is putting some great stuff out. Uh, I'll, I'll, I recap a bunch of this stuff in my Momentum Monday newsletter. That, Check it out. Yeah, that usually keeps you guys up to date in terms of what I'm reading for that week. So that's kind of the start of the morning, and then we we spend some family time. You guys start to get up. We we go for a nice long family walk for about an hour, and what that does is that clears our mind, right? We can able we're able to talk. Uh, I'm able to kind of even think through some of the things that that we're working on as a family, and just have some enjoyable, relaxing time. Luckily, we're in a we're in South Florida, so the weather's unbelievable right now. So we're We've very been lucky. Yeah, we're very fortunate with that. Uh, and then we come home, uh, have some breakfast, and then I dive into work. So that's kind of the morning routine. Yeah. So going along with that, you obviously you work from home. Now there are a lot of people now who are all of a sudden thrown into this working from home situation. So we have a one and a half year old. I don't know if your listeners know that, but we have a little boy and obviously I stay home with um, our son. So what's it like? How do you, how do you handle the, uh, the staying at home with, you know, work, working at home? Would you have any tips for people who are finding themselves in this situation? What's that? Yeah, well, like? you guys probably can't see either. My wife is currently. Uh, oh yeah, I'm pregnant. Yeah, she's pregnant right now. So there's that other added level of complexity, and I don't want to pretend uh, like we have it like a lot of people do with six, seven, eight, nine, ten high schoolers, and and they're dealing with that. So we're in a different circumstance having someone so young. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of time. Uh, our son, all of a sudden, I'll be on the phone, and that my office door swings open, and he's running around. He's trying to grab. Uh, books or, or the globes I have in my office, things like that. So that's obviously an added level of distraction. And I think one of the most important things is you almost have to just enjoy those moments, right? Sit back and, and just laugh. That's the scenario we're all in. Uh, I know you were watching Good Morning America, and I forget which, who it was doing the uh, the show from her home, and her dogs are just freaking out, just barking, barking. barking. What, are you, what are you gonna do, right? Like these, these are the circumstances we're in. So, so not taking things too seriously. And I think in the past, almost, if I had a conference call or a meeting get interrupted, I would have been frustrated because of that. But what are you gonna do? It's great. I have, I have a young son who's running my office because he loves to see me. And so, I think we have to step back and understand that these are difficult times. These are new times. These are new experiences, and we we kind of have to cope with that and just deal with it and not get too stressed out over those things. Believe me, there are plenty of things we can do. Uh, I'll dive into some of those things just to maintain your sanity during all of this and how do you continue to be productive during this time. So one simple thing is I know a lot of people are, oh, hanging out in sweatpants, haven't changed in three days. I think that's actually a terrible idea. So, <laughs> so 
if you're just hanging out like a schlub all day, you're you're gonna be in that weekend relax mode. Mm-hmm. And at times, absolutely, that's fine. Believe me, I, I I've opened a bottle of wine at lunch and and relaxed and completely enjoyed it. Like these these <laughs> things are fine too. But <laughs> the the things when you're just not putting any effort in, that's when you're gonna struggle. So easy thing to do. Make your bed, get dressed. There you go. You're you're set Two for the simple work things. Right? Yeah. So yeah. maybe you used to go to an office. Maybe you were in a suit. Maybe it's not the most comfortable thing, but get in that mode. It'll get you back in that work mode. So that's what I try to do. I my dress like I'm, I'm normally do, even though it's a, a t-shirt and jeans, t-shirt and shorts. I'm pretty relaxed with with what I do. But yeah, just because it seems normal, I stick to my routine there. That helps me identify that, and then also work with your loved ones. Set up those boundaries, right? Hey, this this sixty minute window, I need time. So work with your partner. Maybe you're a single parent. Uh, that's going to be incredibly difficult. I don't want to speak to that. Like I know those circumstances because I don't. But control those little times. And I think what we'll start to see here, one of the, one of the silver linings that might come out of this, is people understand that they don't necessarily need to work quite as much as they thought they did. Most likely because the number of hours they're working per day, they were getting distracted. They were having these social media breaks, all of those little things where now the time you have is so precious that you have to make the most of it. So those are just a couple of the things I've tried to do throughout this work routine. But hey, it's, it's a completely different scenario than we're used to. Different beast than we're used to. And I think too, like what you said, having those conversations with your loved ones and with your family to really set up those boundaries so that there are clear expectations. Like you might both be working from home. You might have one person, you know, helping out a kid with their schoolwork. So yeah, that's definitely super important. I think that's a good takeaway. Um, So what else? So you have your day, you do your work, and then um, is there any other takeaways like from your day or any other recommendations that you have for people um, as far as setting up those frameworks, those boundaries, or... Yeah, I mean, as the day is going to progress, an, another thing that I've realized is just making sure you're able to capture some time back in your day to really step back and assess the big picture. So we, we get so caught up in the day-to-day grind just to, to keep our business going or our life going that we rarely step back to fully assess what the big picture looks like. And you'll see that a lot right now. And one of the big things you're seeing with, with the stock market going crazy is a lot of people are almost panic buying, panic selling, all of these different things. And they're so reactionary because they haven't stepped back and identify, what do I want this life to look like? What do I want a year from now, 10 years, 20 years from now to look like? And when you're able to step back and there's no better time than right now, we should all have a little bit more free time. So really assess what, what does this dream life look like for you? What are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to get to? Uh, so I think I would take advantage of this time right now to set up those boundaries. And once you're clear on that or have a general goalpost of where you're trying to get to, it makes everything else you do during a day, during a week that much easier and attainable. So going along with that, I know you're talking about investing. So maybe let's go into that a little bit. Obviously, the market's been down. It's been really, really challenging for some people. So it kind of forces you to ask that question, what type of investor am I? How, how can you speak to that? What do you think type of investor maybe you are? And like, what kind of advice do you have for other people? Yeah, I think that's a, a great question. And so right now, there's, there's a ton of uncertainty. And I don't want to pretend like I'm a great investor by any means or anything like that. There's plenty of people who know this way more. But I will say, one of the most important questions you can ask yourself is what type of investor are you? So there's plenty of people who are 
random example, the oh, Tesla stocks going through the roof, things like that. And it's, are you going to sell Tesla tomorrow? Or are you going to sell them in a week? What's your plan here? What's your long-term goal? Do you have long-term goals? And so I know for me, I'm on a much longer time horizon than, than following the ups and downs of the market. So I view this as a great opportunity. When the market drops 20 to 30%, I view this as a buying opportunity. So I'm excited about these opportunities. Uh, I have done things in the past, though, to set up that circumstance where sitting on more cash at times in order to take advantage of opportunities like this because they're going to come. So I, I understand there's going to be huge ups, there's going to be huge downs, uh, and when you can step back and assess who you are. So for me, I'm a long-term investor. I'm not in this to cash out in a year. So when you take that stance, you can really make smarter, clearer, more rational decisions for yourself. So that's just my perspective. I'm not saying that's a right perspective. Plenty of people have different ones. Uh, that's who I am as an investor. That's the approach I'm trying to take. And so what I do is I have that overarching approach and and goalposts, like I said earlier, about what I'm trying to get to. And then from there, I can step back the the material I'm going to read to the conversations I'm going to have with other uh, very, very well-known investors who are kind enough to share their time and, and shed some light. And then I can really codify a real clear plan around that. Yeah. So you were talking about some of the people that you look to. Do you have anyone, any like books, resources, people in specific, especially during this time that you're looking for, for investment advice or just overall advice pertaining to that? Yeah. Uh, that's the, the wonderful thing about the time we're in right now is there's been a, never been a better time in terms of being able to access the best thinkers of the entire world currently and then even in the past. Uh, so I'll, I'll shout out to a few different resources I go to frequently. So like I mentioned, my office, my house is, is filled with books. So I really try to source the books well. So there's a few people I really rely on in terms of what they're reading and everyone's going to be different, right? Everyone will be interested in different topics. So find those people who, who can speak to those books. So I start there. I, I like books that have stood the test of time. I think everyone's, what's that new bestseller? And that usually, granted, there's plenty of times those books are amazing, but there's so many times that they're kind of spammy. They're only good for right now, where if there's been a book around for 10, 20, 30 years, it's the Lindy effect. The longer it's been around, the more likely it'll be around even longer in the future. Uh, so like Benjamin Graham's The Intelligent Investor, I mean, I think that was written, what, 80 years ago? Uh, it's still one of the best investing books of all time. So find those resources that'll be practical. Uh, and then in terms of other things, there's some unbelievable resources online. So one of the things I, I subscribe to Scribd, S-C-R-I-B-D, and all that is is a combination of books, audiobooks, uh, scientific research papers, documents, and you can find almost anything you'd be interested in. And I think it's about 12 bucks a month. It's the, one of the best things I subscribe to. That's an awesome resource if you want to consume a lot of different books. There's a few other sites that compile unbelievable book recaps. Uh, you, you guys know one of my favorite is, is BLAS.com, uh, the rabbit hole. It's unbelievable. There's over 500 book recaps. Uh, Blast has written up some unbelievable essays on people like Paul Graham, who I'll get into in a minute. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of resources there that'll recap books. And what I usually like to do when I'm going to start a book is you can just download the chapter for free. If you want to try it on Kindle, if you don't like that first chapter, you're probably not going to like the book. Another thing you can do is go on to goodreads.com and just read some of the quotes. If the writing doesn't speak to you, there's probably a good chance the rest of the book's not going to speak to you. So that's another way I, I source through books. Um, so I mentioned Paul Graham, Paul Graham started Y Combinator probably the most successful um, tech startup there is in terms of launching other startups. He has some unbelievable essays. I read those a lot. Uh, in terms of more of a uh, market investor, I read Howard Marks. Anytime something comes out from him, I'm going to be reading that. Morgan Housel could be my favorite inviter and, uh, writer in terms of just overall 
frameworks, mental models in terms of assessing when you're going to be investing. So I think his writing is so good. It's, you have to just go through, read all of Morgan's writing. So those are some of the things I'm consuming right now. So many good takeaways there. You should link some of those in the notes so that everyone can have. Yeah, sorry. I, so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm almost skeptical to say all these things because if you're not accustomed to a lot of these, you'll hear these and it, whoa, there's way too much information coming at me. And, and don't start there, right? Just pick one of them and try it. See if it works for you. Yeah. I mean, I've built this up over years. Mm -hmm. I've discovered writers over years. I found new ones yesterday. And so I have these massive documents now with some of my favorite articles, books. You guys can go on my website. Uh, I have a link at the top for books and it's some of the my favorite books I've read there's links for you guys to check those out there have some articles up there from from takeaways from from people that I admire like Sarah Blakely uh, Josh Wolf some investors like that so make sure that you you start small and just pick a couple things don't don't worry about having this massive arsenal uh, of resources books things like that you'll become overwhelmed I think too something that you've taught me about reading I'm not such a huge reader um, and something that Sean has really taught me about reading is that once I start a book, I feel like I have to finish it. Like once you start it, you have to finish it. That's just what you do, right? It's a book. But something that you've taught me is that if you start it and like you're really trudging through it, you really don't like it, it doesn't speak to you, why continue it? It's like such an easy concept, right? It took, what, 30 years to get it? No, I mean, absolutely. And another thing I do is I'm just call it the past seven days. I've probably consumed and not from front to back at all. 12 different books because there'll be times I just want to pick up a chapter. I just want to skim through some ideas, dive deeper on them. So I, I wouldn't be afraid of that. You don't have to pick up a book, read it front to back. If, if you're slugging through it, keep going. Mm -hmm. Just stop. There, there's plenty of books out there. Or even if you don't have the time. Yeah. If you're like, hey, I have 30 minutes to myself in the morning before my kids get up, before the craziness happens. Let me pick up this book that I think might be interesting. And oh, here, this chapter. Cool. This works. And then you can get on your way. Yeah. So I, I mentioned that resource. I think it is, the, without a doubt, the best resource on the internet is Blast.com, B-L-A-S. And he just mm -hmm. did a write-up on his learning process. It, it was perfect timing. I, I was texting with him not that long ago, and he said he's actually working on this. So this came out. It's in my newsletter from this past week. And that's an unbelievable resource. And one of the things he said is that there's not these huge, crazy things you have to do. And he's read more books with better write-ups than anyone I've come across. And it's just, hey, I carry a Kindle or I have a spare book. I have my notebook. So I'm able to write, highlight, extract good takeaways. You don't need an hour and a half each day. You might get 10 minutes here, five minutes there, as opposed to picking up just endlessly scrolling on, on Instagram or Twitter. Pick up a book, pick up something that'll stand the test of time. Over a year, think about all of those little things you can get out of that, right? It's unbelievable the amount of time as we look at the cumulative effect and the, the long term. So make sure you're stepping back. Small little tranches now will have huge exponential payoffs in the long run. So going along with that, you know, talking about different books that you can get into now, especially because people are having a little bit more time on their hands working from home and, you know, not having to commute, which is a huge part of a lot of people's day. I've seen a lot of people talking about, oh, I'm going to go clean my whole house now, or, oh, I'm finally going to get to this one project that I've been meaning to do. And it can seem extremely overwhelming. And once you have all this time, you're like, okay, I'm going to put up, I'm going to tackle everything I've been putting off. Do you have any tips on ways to handle that overwhelming feeling or like, where do you start? What do you do? Yeah. I mean, you guys know my favorite momentum breeds momentum, right? So you don't need to think about the 50 different projects you do. Pick one. Start simple, right? I've had this project uh, around my frameworks, my my playbook, my mental models, and I've been coalescing these for a while. And I've really, little bits and pieces here and there, and I've never had a better opportunity to really 
formulate them all into one central hub. So that was a, a project that I took on for a personal one. I've been looking forward to doing that and finally started to do that. We've had some stuff here around the house, uh, rooms wanting to get clean, things like that, that we've been putting off for months, right? And so now it's like, all right, just start. You just need to do it, right? And, and don't worry, like I said a second ago, about the 50 different things. Pick one, and then once you accomplish that one, what's the next most important thing you wanna do? And, and that's where I would start as well. When you knock off those huge, those gigantic ones, that's when you can really focus. I was mentioning Blast a minute ago, I'm pretty sure it was in his learning process. He talks about uh, the analogy of filling up rocks into a, a bucket or a glass jar, right? And if you just try to put the smallest ones first, the sand, the granule, and then you put the medium-sized ones and the bigger one, none of the bigger ones are gonna fit. If you start with the big ones and you put them in first and then the smaller ones and then the sand, you can fill up the entire jar easily. And that's a great metaphor for life, right? You start with those big boulders, those big things you need to move. Start with them. The little ones become that much easier. So I'd really focus like that. That's a really good tip for a lot of people because it can seem so overwhelming yeah. when you open that closet and it's just <laughs> a mess. <laughs> All right. So talking also about people who have more time on their hands instead of just Netflix and chilling, what other things can you be doing? to really expand your mind besides reading like do you have other resources any other go-to's maybe someone who's maybe more of a visual learner what can that type of person do yes tiger king right who is who is <laughs> Who's missing not out watching tiger? that yeah. no no, no. Like, i think this is, a, this is a perfect example i was talking to, to scott barry kaufman recently and he's a psychologist in, in terms of just understanding behavior and i was asking him i said that you have those writers who will sit down and write every single day, get it out there, and then I feel like I'm more of a creative person where certain days, boom, inspiration hits me. I can write, 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 write. I can consume, things like that. Other times, I, I can't do anything. And he said, it's okay, right? Like there's going to be certain days where you're not going to be as effective, and that's all right. We're, we're human, right? So to understand that, and don't put so much pressure on yourself, especially during this time, to just be performing at your maximum speed all the time. So there's plenty of other fun leisurely activities you can do depending on, on your uh, scenario right now, your circumstance. Luckily, we have a pool, we go out, we have fun family time, we go for a walk just to clear our head. There's plenty of things though that you can do in the confines of an apartment, right? One of the one of those resources I really love, masterclass. You can learn from some of the best chefs of all time, some of the best business people, the best writers, the best film producers, anything like that, right? Go onto YouTube. Think about all of the classes right so now stuff. that are available for free to consume. Do you want to become a, a world class chef? You you don't need to go to school for that. You can literally go onto YouTube. Um, the Great Courses Plus. I know they're they have, they must have a huge marketing budget because I get hit with their ads nonstop. So the Great Courses Plus. I have taken a few of those. You can get them relatively cheap. I think they even have an introductory. It's like ten bucks a month, and you you can study some of the most amazing things throughout history. So those are just a few simple ones, right? But how many people have always said, "Oh, I I want to draw. I want to learn how to paint." Amazing. Do it. Do it right now. Yeah. Order order a kit. Go on YouTube. Find out how to do it. There's so many simple things. Yeah, you can really give yourself the permission to go into the things that you've always been wanting to do, but you're like, I don't have enough time. I and you feel guilty, yeah. right? So yeah, this is a really good time. So based off of everything we've been talking about, obviously this is a horrible thing going on right now. There's so much unrest, so much uncertainty. Do you see any sort of silver lining, anything good that's going to come of this? What do you think our future looks like? Yeah, I don't I don't want this answer to be taken out of context in terms of the number of losses, the number of people. I think we're, we're all being impacted by this. And most people at this point probably know someone who has it, unfortunately. So let's throw that aside and, and see if there is a light out of the tunnel. 
I think there's going to be a change in the culture norms. And, and you know me as a as an entrepreneur and an investor. I'm trying to understand how this is going to impact human nature moving forward. What's going to be different? What trends are going to pick up? So so one of those things I'm I'm sure a lot of people have heard about just is is Zoom. And we won't talk about all the negatives they're having right now, but the number of people using that platform where all of a sudden business travel might get changed entirely, right? Where where we initially thought you needed to jump on a plane and I will never argue against the fact that face-to-face interaction is so much more important. But if you're gonna spend a day traveling, spend thousands of dollars, hotel, food, plane, you're gonna be tired, you're gonna be exhausted at the meeting as opposed to jumping on Zoom or Skype, for 45 minutes and doing that deal, it might eliminate a lot of excess that we have right now. So I think that could be one of those social norms. Uh, you know, you know me. I, I I just never really understood shaking hands. Obviously, it's great that nice, whoa, nice firm handshake, and nothing worse than a limp fish handshake. But it's disgusting. I've seen so many people come out of the bathroom without washing their hands. I can't stand this. So I'm happy about this. I don't think people are going to be shaking hands as much. I think there's going to be a lot of things like that. I, I think the entire school system you guys have heard in the past, I think it's very, very broken. I've been adamant about that for a while. And I think this is really going to shake things up. People are going to assess how schools taught. They're going to they're going to look at homeschooling options. I'm assuming there's going to be a, some amazing startups that are already out there and new ones pop up new ways to learn, video conferencing, video platforms, where all of a sudden you might have one of the best professors in the world. How many people is he gonna teach in one class? Max, 100, 200, 300 maybe, right? Imagine this though, imagine a, a world where we have the best teachers of all time and they are putting their things out publicly so kids all across the world can learn. How amazing is a world where so that happens? Cool. So for me, I'm trying to find these silver linings. Absolutely. All very good takeaways. Hopefully, hopefully it all happens and it all works out. Um, I know you had mentioned startups. Um, do you have any advice for people right now who are going through some tor- turmoil in small businesses? I know we've seen a lot of you know, unfortunately, small business closures and a lot of struggles that people have been having. Like if there's someone listening right now who has one, do you have any recommendations for them? Yeah. I mean, every, every circumstance is going to be different. And the experience in terms of different businesses at, at different stages, new ones being and then working on building right now, ones in early stages, ones that are in late stages, uh, all of them are experiencing different things. So I would say if you're a small business right now, I'm, I'm feeling for you. I also involved in small businesses. My, my parents are, we're all feeling the negative effects. Make sure you take advantage of the opportunities the government is throwing at us right now in terms of being able to withstand this. And hopefully, you ask about silver linings a minute ago, hopefully, this is one of those things that people step back. I think it's 80% of Americans can't write a $400 check right now. That is without a doubt unacceptable in terms of the sanity and the safety of your family. So I'm hoping not only our people, but businesses are going to step back and realize you need cash in the bank. You need to be able to withstand times like this. So I think that's going to change things for the future. And that's a really good thing. But make sure you get resourceful at this time, right? I I get really perturbed when I see those people that are just waiting for the government handout and they're not taking the bull by the horns. And finding out new ways, new sources to help, new ways to build revenue. I think when you go through tough times like this, there is no better way for creative destruction in terms of flipping your business inside out, upside down. You know, I love Charlie Munger. Invert, invert the problem, right? Invert your business practice right now and see new ways that you can be doing things. Where were you not being cost effective, right? Where were resources going out the window? How can you really trim the fat 
get incredibly light and lean and be able to have a more successful business at the end of this. So if you're a small business, take advantage of those opportunities that be given to you, but think how can you creatively destruct your business because it's being destroyed right now and how can you come out of this a better, more purposeful business? It's a good time for reflection. Absolutely, for sure. right? And there's no better time. Absolutely. Um, so bringing it back to the podcast, obviously you've interviewed lots of different people from so many different backgrounds. I mean, from sports players to um, coaches to athletes to writers to astronauts <laughs> to so many different, your breath has spanned so many different people. Um, what are some of the biggest takeaways that you've had from them and something that could be applicable to a time like this? If you can... Yeah, no, we, we mentioned some of the, the just commonalities that you'll pop up in, in great books and across these interviews. And I feel just so fortunate that I can have these conversations with these people. And that's one of my big principles, right? I'm going to be a lifelong learner. I'm obsessed with learning, discovering new things. And this podcast allows me to do that. And amongst all of these people, they are voraciously curious about developing themselves and learning more. And that can... I don't want you guys to just think intellectually in terms of learning. They're great athletes. How can I get better? Think about a guy like Tom Brady. He is constantly reinventing himself. How can he get better? I've seen all of these people. They're interested in, in one day their bar is here. Tomorrow it's here. The next day it's here. And they keep building on that. And it's unbelievable what you can accomplish. So I think that's one of the first things, right? These guys are lifelong learners or lifelong improvers. And that's so important. Uh, a few other of the, the big takeaways is just who they surround themselves with. And, the, and they're making sure they're vetting those resources about who is around them, how those people are going to be able to impact them in a positive light. I, I know I talked about this one a lot, but doc, Dr. Tara Swart, and she does that, uh, I don't want to call it, I forget if it's the family tree or a friend tree. And it's you take the five people you spend the most amount of time with, draw five lines out of each one of them, and those five lines should have a word that describes that person. And then all of a sudden you'll see the 25 words and those words describe you because they're going to have an impact on terms of who you are. That's really cool. That's a cool activity that someone could do in this time right now. And you can really learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. That practice. Yeah. I did a, a Friday fuel video, which you guys can see uh, on the YouTube page. And then Dr. Tara Swart, it was an episode on here as well. Uh, so that, those are just like a couple of the things who you surround yourselves with the continual self-improvement. Uh, and then really, abiding by principles as opposed to just quick hit tactics. And I think we're always looking for the hack, the tactic, and all of these people, they, they realize they might work really quickly in the short term, but over the long term, they're not going to work. And I, I, I talk about Scott Adams, the Dolbert creator a lot, and he really shifted my mindset in terms of think about systems over goals. So we always think about what's that goal. And the problem is when you get to that goal, you reach that goal, it's done. And then it's almost this letdown of, oh, well, now what do I do? When you create systems and all of these people seem to have these systems around continual improvement, when you have systems, you're never reaching a goal. You're continually moving forward. So if you're able to think through that lens, continually move forward, that's really going to help a lot. Uh, I know we've talked a lot about reading, but these people, like we were saying, are lifelong learners. A lot of them are reading. They're challenging themselves, uh, and they're trying to get better. And with regards to challenging themselves, this is one of my favorite things to think about is strong opinions weekly held. So you need to be able to hear the two strongest opinions, one point of view against another point of view, and be able to wrestle with both of those at the same time. So right now, unfortunately, we're really divided. The country is, and almost the world at, at a lot of times, and with even regards to, to COVID-19, you get so polar, polarized in terms of your thinking 
be able to assess all the different scenarios and don't be too strong to one or the other. Once you hear new information and that information that's practical, that's when you can jump to a side, but make sure you're weighing all these different decisions. So those are a few things I've seen amongst these people. Well, and that not only goes to business and you know things that are going on in the world right now, but it also goes to relationships. Oh, absolutely. I mean, th that's what I said. These things are life principles, right? They're not just applicable to business, not just to relationships. These are big foundational things. And it's funny, you see these commonalities amongst all of these people, whether they be athletes, writers, musicians, they do these big principles. So yeah, it's perfectly applicable to relationships. And I know you've mentioned that 1% better every day. And that's something that I feel like really stuck with me because you do, you view, like we said, you know, you open the closet and it's that huge thing. It's like, oh my gosh, this is so insurmountable. Or, you know, no matter what your goal is, if you view it as this big insurmountable task, but you take these tiny little moments, like 1%, I mean, 1% seems like nothing, but if you take a little bit of action every day to get a little bit better, then who knows where you'll be in a year? I mean, months, yeah. weeks. Yeah, one of my favorite books by James Clear, Atomic Habits, he breaks down the science behind this. And there's this amazing uh, research article around, I, I want to say it's the British racing team. And that was their thing. They just wanted to get 1% better every single day. And they did everything down to the detail, right? It was, they, they changed the, the pillows they slept on because they got a little bit better sleep, they'd improved. And they went from basically winning nothing for 100 years to winning almost every single major race. And so it's 1% better each day. You're 37 times better at the end of the year. And we, we forget about that, how those little things add up. We were talking about this earlier. I mean, just, just take a, a random thing, right? We were talking about writing. Instead of spending the 15 minutes on, on your phone while you're waiting in traffic or, what, or whatever it is, scrolling through Instagram, 15 minutes each day, five days a week and just can read, consume something good. At the end of the week, that's an extra hour. At the end of the year, it's 52 hours. That's more than an entire work week of just some small little thing. We forget about that over the long term. So yeah, take that long-term approach, approach and understand that. Absolutely. Those are all really good takeaways. So do you have any other like final thoughts, any other things that you want to share with people, you know, thoughts, tips, tricks, anything um, that you just want to say before we wrap up yeah no first of all please stay safe stay healthy social distance mask glove clean sanitize all it's the those cool things. thing to do right now. it absolutely I mean, is so make on. sure you guys are, t are taking advantage of that uh i hope you and your loved ones stay safe believe me that's the the number one priority here uh after that though Take advantage of this opportunity, right? In terms of if you have more time, if you're going to be surrounded by loved ones, what can you improve on? What can you get better at? What have you always been pushing off? How you can develop yourself during this time is such a rare opportunity. We, people might be out of work for a couple months here. Take advantage of that. So be an optimist during this time. Find the silver linings. How can you can be get better during this time? That's pretty much the, kind of the, the big wrap-ups I have for you. Those are good wrap-ups. Yeah. Well, everyone, thank you guys so much. Uh, I feel honored now to be be joined by thank my, you for having me. my <laughs> lovely wife, Kelsey, here. So uh, thank you, guys. Please stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay Remember, momentum breeds momentum. If you guys want to stay up to date, head to whatgotyouthere.com. But thanks again, guys. Yeah, thanks. You guys made it to the end of another episode of What Got You There. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen all the way through. If you found value in this, the best way you can support the show is giving us a review, rating it, sharing it with your friends, and also sharing on social. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Looking forward to you guys listening to another episode.